everybody. Welcome to We View Yasha. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. We're here to talk about a very sexually charged episode of Evie Yasha called The Mystical Hand of the Amorous Monk, Naroku. I don't think there's a the in there. Lindsay, ah. this has a boy that you like in it. Naroku! I don't know if it's like your Evie Yasha crush yet, but you've told me that you like the voice actor. I do. Um, Kirby Morrow. Mm-hmm. Also is the voice actor for my beloved Troa from Gundam Wing. I've got his autograph. Oh. <laughs> what else has he done? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the two most important things are yes. Gundam Wing. Yes, he's and I actually it's different enough, I did not know that. Uh, my friends like after I'd been watching Inuyasha for like a year, I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> it's the same guy as Troa. <laughs> and I was like, went, And so listening, I'm like, okay, now I hear it. But if I would have just, you know, stayed in ignorance, then I never would have put him together for as, sure. As far as English voice actors go, he's my second favorite. Maybe Sashomaru, that guy, is my first favorite so far. Hey, but this episode starts off where we left off last time, essentially. Kagome is back to her old self, splashing water on her face while a concerned Shippo. Are you really okay? Hey, I'm fine. Stupid Shippo. <laughs> I mean, you have to... I, well, some interesting <laughs> things with Shippo this episode. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, he is showing more concern for Kagome than Inuyasha. And he's also showing more. Yeah. <laughs> I guess more. we'll get to it. <laughs> Inuyasha contemplates to himself this whole Kikyo business and something weird still going on. Yeah, it's really kind of messed things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Your dead girlfriend comes back. <laughs> to like, life oh. And tries to kill you. <laughs> it's like your ex wife, you know. <laughs> You had a couple kids with. Say, so who's this new girl you're trying to date? Well, I'm going to tell her everything about you. <laughs> I'm going to steal her soul. <laughs> then I'm going to try and murder you. Can you be quiet? I'm trying to nail this girl <laughs> from a different time. The problem every man faces. <laughs> oh, Shippo is the one who breaks all of this serious talk by... Hitching uh, <laughs> him in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, she starts chasing him around. And Kagome ain't no dummy. She knows what's going on with this whole Kikyo thing. Who's, you know, she's gone. That we know of. She fell down a cliff. Did they check the bottom of the cliff? <laughs> I doubt it. Inuyasha probably collapsed. Did they take Kaede home? Oh, maybe they just sent her on her own. <laughs> Keep that horse. Keep going. <laughs> I'm out of here. What right. happened to that horse? <laughs> Another thing I'm concerned about is Kagome had a date scheduled. With Hojo! It had to have been three days since that time, so she's completely forgotten. Cut to him waiting outside. (laughs) Poor Hojo. He has, like, hemorrhoid cream for her. (laughs) A bouquet of them. (laughs) Because he's classy like that. Yeah, if it's in a bouquet, it's easier to oh, Less embarrassed because of this. <laughs> but here's where we meet Lindsay's boyfriend. 
I made a new character named Maroke. Yes. So, yeah, just cut to a whole new scene. Young, young man. He's on the road somewhere. He's got a cool staff. Trying to decide which way to take, and the staff falls to the right. And then uh, some villagers come along, and they're talking about this, like, waitress at this place, and that she's so beautiful, and she's got the softest skin. Fair skin, big eyes. Yes. And And, uh, (laughs) he thinks to himself, that's for me. (laughs) And uh, our our spiritual little monk uh, nudges the little staff the other way and goes, oh, (laughs) this way. (laughs) So this is where we introduce in the show the bad boy's bad boy. Because Inuyasha is already a bad boy, but you gotta, I guess you gotta up the ante a little bit. So this guy also rides the line between good and bad, but he is not shy about uh, the ladies. Yes, he's uh, more, um, Inuyasha's the the brawler and Miroku's the lover. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not to bring up Samurai Pizza Cats again, but the <laughs> relationship between Speedy Cerviche and Guido Anchovy, the wild romantic rover. This cat gets down, down with a love handle. <laughs> or would that be, who's the, in uh, Ninja Turtles terms, who would be the ladies' man? Is that Michelangelo? Oh, he's the party dude. Yeah, so but I guess you can translate that into. Make him the creepy sex pervert in the Michael Bay movies. <laughs> Oh, did they? Yeah. I've not seen. It's always trying to get with April. <laughs> kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> About eighty percent creepy, ten percent hot. <laughs> and the rest of it's for a margin of error. Could go in either direction. Because Raphael would be the Idiasha of that group. I guess they split yeah. him between Raphael and Leonardo. So Leonardo is the warrior. Raphael's yeah. the brawler. Yeah, Leonardo's the disciplined and teamwork and need a plan kind of guy. He's the Boy Scout. He's the yes. Cyclops of the Yes. Just feel like it's blue. <laughs> Raphael it would be the Wolverine. Yes. You see, Wolverine's also a little bit of a ladies' man. That's true. He harbors darkness in his heart, but he's not down for picking up a couple of Asian prostitutes from time to time. He does have a lot of uh, romantic interests. Mm-hmm. What you call a harem main character? <laughs> Everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but back to this show. <laughs> Miroku! Miroku heads to the, the sake bar or whatever it is to find that oh, it's just some, some old lady. And... I think uh, she was also a plump yeah. Quite plump. Oh, well. He's got higher standards, I guess. <laughs> the look on his face, his little eyebrows twitching. He's like, uh, yeah. yeah, she's got fair skin and big eyes, but. <laughs> Perhaps I should have held out for more information, asked a question or two, <laughs> describe her in detail. But he hears from these same villagers. I think so. That there's a princess in this region who is possessed. And he said, well, my track record with, with following these guys has been pretty terrible, but I'm going to go ahead and follow this, too. Cuts to him at the Lord's house, where sure enough, he has a an ailing daughter who has collapsed on a mat in front of a Buddha statue. <laughs> she, as well, has a plump face. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, her face is so swollen. <laughs> That's how it always looks. <laughs> 
<laughs> not shy about anything. Uh, but this lord has um, got a lot of treasures. Yeah. And Miroku does kind of remark, gosh, you sure do live with such luxury when everyone else is so poor. I think that's so we can be okay with what he does later to this lord. Yeah. Implying that he is living off the backs of his subjects. So Miroku uh, takes one look at that Buddha statue and says, hmm, all right, I need you to leave the room no matter what you hear. Do not enter. I didn't know what was about to happen here because we've already established from the title of the episode and his behavior in the previous scene that he's a horn dog. So is he going to do this poor princess? Yeah, he's got standards. Yeah, he has the Lord's work to do first. (laughs) He points his staff at that Buddha statue and says, out with thee, and out comes a weasel demon, which is just named a weasel demon. She, the ferocious weasel demon. She uh, notices there's also something shining in its forehead. And he slays it. And, ah, some demons have found shards of the Shikan jewel. So he slays it, and then it cuts to outside with the lord and his subjects hearing a bunch of commotion in there. And I think we, the audience, still assume the fight's been going on, because when he slashed at the weasel, it's... It dodged, right? Well, he hit it, and it did that stylistic freeze frame. So the fight could still be going on. So let's wait a little longer before we go in there. And then I go in. It's just the princess in there. They were even like, should we go in? It sounds like someone's searching the mansion. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's like, no, he's had to wait. He is a monk. You should listen to him. <laughs> yeah, but he gets in there. His, his daughter's fine and very in love. <laughs> so we have to assume something transpired between these two. Yes, gave, gave no name and left cool as you please. And in the dub, it's, he uh, took my heart. Very <laughs> good. And the Lord finds out all of his all of his shit's been stolen, including three horses, <laughs> which is probably less valuable, but just an extra kick to the groin <laughs> and the three best horses. So he's kind of like Robin Hood, except he keeps all the money for himself. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Robin Hood, except without the altruism, so he's really just a thief. Stealing hearts and gold. This guy, he's a pirate, but he has to pawn off all the stuff, except for the jewel. He's like, this will come in handy. So he knows what the jewel is. Yes. We don't know the extent of his knowledge yet until the last five minutes of the episode. As he's moving along... Oh, he takes a bath. Yeah, oh, that's uh, making sure we were... Up to that scene, of course, he takes his shirt off and gets in a hot springs. How many hot springs are there in Japan? For the love of God. (laughs) It is a nation formed by volcanoes, (laughs) so he's there and he's just looking at the jewel. At this point, he has to have pawned off all the stuff. Yeah, because I think he remarked that he didn't get nearly as much for it as he thought. So, yeah, he didn't thieve well enough. We know what he pays, or what he uses all that money for. Hookers. (laughs) Hookers. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> believe they're called geishas? Because <laughs> oh. they were just trying to entertain him. Uh, singing and dancing. And, and anything else you might need. <laughs> um, and we hear uh, Kagami's voice. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You describe this scene and I'll describe what I was doing. I take, a, <laughs> take a sip of something and go ahead. <laughs> So I cut to Kagame getting in the 
the water. <laughs> getting in the water. Not already in the water up to her shoulders. In but... a very provo- uh, provocative pose. <laughs> Saying, don't look. <laughs> don't look at me, Inuyasha. Inuyasha, in complete contrast to this new character, says, you got nothing I'm interested in. <laughs> Which offense Kagome. Yeah, that's She's like, oh. Excuse me? <laughs> but uh, she's got something Maroku's interested in. <laughs> oh, the jewel. Oh, of course, yes. That was the big thing he <laughs> was looking at. They make it more over in the dub, of course, when he <laughs> accidentally says, and they're huge. I mean, it's huge. <laughs> I think he was eyeballing the jewel, first of all. Yeah. Maybe second of all. <laughs> no, I say first and very close second is the rest of her. <laughs> I think you heard a girl's voice on the way. Hello, it's this. Oh, hey, she happens to be wearing a jewel. Well, I guess we'll discuss it when he reveals his quest. Because all this this horn dogness in this character is tied in closely <laughs> with the plot, which I kind of love that yeah. they justify it in that way. Yes. But anyhow, <laughs> I think in the previous early episodes of this podcast, it's like this show's for kids, right? I no longer think that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe teens. <laughs> yeah. There's a very, very fan service shots of Kagome getting into yeah, the water, including a nice close-up of the jewel that hangs uh, in her <laughs> Meanwhile, Inuyasha's guarding the edge of the hot springs, and Shippo starts disrobing. What are you doing? What do you think I'm doing? I'm going to hop in there. It's fun. It's fun to take baths together. <laughs> parents and I used to do it all the time. Weird. <laughs> yeah. on, don't you want to bathe with Kagome? Like, nah. It's like, why don't you guys ever take baths together? You just don't get <laughs> it, like, kid. How far have you gotten with <laughs> Shippo wants to know that we all want to know how many bases he's rounded with Kagome. <laughs> the answer is none. Say, does hand holding count? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you still have to bat when you're hand-holding. <laughs> no, you're not even up to bat. You're, like, warming you're up. in the dugout. Whilst, yeah, exactly. You're in the dugout. Perfect. <laughs> and Lindsay knows more about sports than I do. <laughs> oh, my God. So we see quite a bit of Shippo. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I guess we'll briefly talk about that. We'll talk about it for an appropriate amount of time. Because if we talk about it too much, it's like, it's like our a, hang up and not the show's. <laughs> at first, they had him cut off, you know, at the shoulders where you could tell he was disrobed, but like Kagome, he was strategically covered. Right. In an Austin Powers kind of way. Yeah. And then they decided, eh. Yeah. He's a little kid. <laughs> Simpsons movie, this. Yeah. It's, uh, he just keeps kneading Inuyasha until he starts grabbing Shippo's face and stretching it and lifts his whole body into frame. (laughs) Check that package out. I think it's okay because Shippo has to be like 47 in trickster spirit years. That was shocking. I did another spit take. But then Kagome screams and you know initially I was like oh Samuraku, but she did not. No. Now I knew this was coming. The we all understand joke math, so it's set up. What's going on? Payoff. Rock to the head. 
Ah, poor Ilyasha. Yeah. Yeah, she came up out of the water to do that, too. Another shot at Kagome. <laughs> of course. Uh, of course. How old is she? <laughs> 15. Okay. Well, legal age to marry is 16 over there, I believe. <laughs> I don't know at this time, but definitely now. <laughs> How do I know that? Never mind. <laughs> But she only saw some monkeys, the same type that Nobunaga had. Yeah. It was really irritating. Monkeys and monkeys. were also <laughs> staring at her naked. <laughs> I think in the previous shot, they were staring at Moroku naked, too. They were thought, under the water by his feet. Yes. I thought they. I saw them with him. I thought he kept his boots on at first. I was like, <laughs> what are those? This weirdo keeps his shoes on. He did keep his little hand cloth on. Ah, that's true. Maybe he has holes in his feet. <laughs> yeah, Miraku realizes that she's not alone. Yeah, a man with some guy. Oh, so, I hate to make it a fight. So he schemes with his little Tanuki friend. Who's un- he's unnamed in this, right? I didn't see... I know his name is Hachi, but I can't remember if they do say his name in the episode or not. But he, he, he pops in and out of the shows. Yeah, and in the dub they call him a badger. <laughs> He's a tanuki. Tanuki. Oh, America's like, you know what a tanuki is. Little tricksters, they can transform a little leaf on their head. And they have huge balls. <laughs> That's true. I mean, they're scrotums of them. Which I don't think they're going to betray in the show. Well, Hachi had on little pants. <laughs> yeah, but they use their scrotum to uh, do some of their magic. Really? Yeah, I can reach out and consume. That is interesting. I hope I'm not wrong and I'm just talking <laughs> about a scrotum for no reason. Because <laughs> if you didn't learn anything from me talking about a scrotum, <laughs> you should be livid. <laughs> yeah, it's the next day and he schemes with uh, the Tanuki some more on a mountainside. He's like, I want you to attack the guy and then the commotion, I'm going to grab the girl. Take that jewel. Real Hachi, so reluctant. Yeah. And in terms of English voice acting, he is my least favorite. And I don't think it's the voice actor himself. It's the choice that they made. To, I, I can't even really imitate or describe it, but it's not, it's not <laughs> in contrast with the other people. So why don't you just use your hand power to, oh, you know, if I do that, everyone will die. But he says it all dramatically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't rush through it like I just did. <laughs> yes. You know, if I use this power, everyone will die. Until 30 seconds from now when I use it. <laughs> things get a little hairy. <laughs> well, remember who your friends are. And he puts a little leaf over his head. Turns into like a giant head worm. He turns into the creature from Big Trouble in Little China. I'm not really sure what else that could be. But it's hard enough to be like a rock thing, almost. This is mid-conversation with Inuyasha and Kagome. You didn't have to hit me with a rock. (laughs) Self-hiding. You you peeked. I didn't see anything. I asked Shippo. Shippo, did he see anything? It's hard to say. I don't know. (laughs) Shippo trying to stay neutral. (laughs) God, this will they want this. Characters. <laughs> uh, that's when Hachi, what is his name? 
Yeah, Hachi attacks. Him. Rolls down the hill. <laughs> does it, what does he say as he attacks? I didn't write that down. Oh, I, I don't even remember. There's like an attack. Ah, I got it. And Runs rolls right into Inuyasha. Down the hill. <laughs> Moroku grabs Kagome and gets on her bike. Yes. Okay. For the bike, Miroku is very good at just suddenly picking up a foreign object and riding a bike. Very much, like almost like he's done it before. Yeah. I think he's just that confident in himself <laughs> and everything. That's what makes him so sexy to the ladies. He didn't even think the bike was odd. Nope. Get a bike. But Kagami's having none of that. Yeah. I mean, now she's worried about Inuyasha. Yep. He's like, oh, didn't know you guys were a thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, he takes out, uh, or Inuyasha takes out Tetsaiga, the Iron Sword. Tanuki <laughs> transforms back. He's like, ah, please don't. Yes. Hachi's not the bravest. <laughs> and that's where Moroku, uh, completely disregarding what he said earlier, uses his crazy hand. He's got to protect his little Tanuki friend who that's he true. promised would be okay. Yeah. He only takes off the the beads and the hand thing for like a second, and just enough to suck the Titsaiga, yep. the iron sword. He sucks it into <laughs> the side of the mountain. Yes. And I didn't know at this point that it was just a black hole type thing. That it was just wind power that he had. You see him use that power in the opening credits as well. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. That's to, true. <laughs> and it's hard to tell which direction that all those demons or whatever. Are Going. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was sucking them all in. And it doesn't seem to help in that situation whenever that finally occurs because everything just crashes into the boat and Boomerang Lady has to take the <laughs> bow and throw it towards the camera. Can't wait till that finally has context. If it ever does. Uh, well, we've got like, what, six more episodes? For the season? No, until we get to Sanko. Oh, really? Interesting. Just gonna call her Boomerang Lady. I've been calling her that for so long. Uh, yeah. What happens now? Oh, right. Oh, That's he rides he, off. Yeah, he rides off with her bike and the jewel, which he purloined from yep. her uh, sweet lady. Now, that I'll say he's skilled at. That it's honed. <laughs> removing of valuable things from uh, ladies' bosoms. And I don't think she noticed, like, right away. No. She was checking on Inuyasha, and of course he's fine. Either that, or she's been so cavalier about the jewel anyway that she noticed, but was more concerned about him. Second on that list is being concerned about her bike, which is her mom's bike, right? No, that's her bike. Her bike. She uses her mom's bike when she's in modern times. That's right. Okay. <laughs> and then third was the Shikai Jewel. Jewel. And she's like, I don't care about your bike. And she's like, uh, I just care about the jewel. Well, he's like, what? And he gets so mad. I love how angry he is. And he's angry searching, which is, has him on their back. He leaps to the nearest village, yeah. trying to find the trail of Moroku. Doesn't care about keeping a low profile. Is just sniffing the ground. Yeah. His little dog's tracking senses yeah, start coming in handy. Staring at them. <laughs> Much to Kagome's embarrassment. Yeah, they think she's a demon too. <laughs> uh, 
I call it this seconds before it happened, where they see the bike up ahead. It's like, hey, you went into that building. Let me guess. It's a problem. <laughs> Cut to inside where he's being entertained by a bunch of ladies. And again, he's like, his little eyebrows twitching. He goes, oh, we have got nothing but beauties. Well, yeah. That's such disappointment. High <laughs> Is that Kevin Sorbo? Is that Hercules? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Disappointed! I only know that from um, Hollywood Babylon. Anyway, <laughs> Inuyasha and Kagome and Tupo all burst in. And instead of Morocco ready for a fight, say, oh, thank God you're here. <laughs> Easy on the eyes, lady. Yes. And clutches her hands. Oh, uh, yeah. Which just angers Inuyasha. Oh, quite a bit. Mm. <laughs> and then a big fight ensues. They chase each other throughout the town. Oh my gosh. And he says something about uh, his beautiful companion. Yep. And Kagome's like, oh, he doesn't seem so bad. Shippo's <laughs> like, oh God, lady, come on. <laughs> yeah, they stand off in the middle of the street and the gag was, he, Moroku calls him Inuyasha. Like, ah, so you've heard of me. Now, yes. now she called you that earlier. Just, Your beautiful yeah. companion. <laughs> ah. So fight, fight, fight. It's Moroku's quite adept at dodging all of his blows, but does not take care of his surroundings. He did not see Batman Begins and trips over some logs and loses his staff. Yeah. And that's when he decides it's serious. Yep. He runs. Runs away. Runs out of town. <laughs> Tells everyone to get away. Yep. Because he's going to use his hand power to pull in all of the livestock and chickens and reduce the town to rubble. (laughs) But he does that and begs for Inuyasha to give up or he's going to be sucked in where no one can survive and come out again. And of course that's not something Inuyasha does. (laughs) No. I'll just cut off your hand right as I get there. Then Kagome realizes, oh, he doesn't want to kill people. So in a very risky move, she lets herself get sucked towards the hole. That was so funny. Inuyasha's like got his sword dug into the ground. And all of a sudden, Kagome's just like, (laughs) (laughs) And he stops it just in time with the little beads. Kagome falls right on top of him. Collides with him and knocks him out. Fight's over with. Or does she? <laughs> Maybe he just likes having a lady on top of him. I don't know if he was out cold. <laughs> well, we it certainly he wakes up. This was my favorite joke. <laughs> he wake he he wakes up before he lets them know he's awake. Yeah, yeah she's talking about ah, oh, he can't be all that bad of a guy. We should mm-hmm. let him live. And then his hand reaches out and grabs that butt of hers. <laughs> She leaps away and goes, never mind, kill him. Kill him. <laughs> and her face. Yeah. It's just like mortified. Perfect. Perfect joke. Uh, but then Miroku kind of explains himself. Yes. He, uh, in a flashbacky type way, uh, he explains that he's been on a quest to kill the very same demon that his grandfather had battled. 50 years ago? Yes. Mm. Mm, The big 50 comes up again. (laughs) Naraku. Demon that can take various human forms. 
Yes. And the last battle with his grandfather, cursed his grandfather's hand. Oh, his, his grandpa had a, a weakness for women. As well. Well, and I was wondering that. about this, too, that maybe he's we know that the grandfather had a weakness for women because at this point he gets the hole in his hand that's going to curse future generations, so then he has to keep having sons to battle the demon. No, because that was how Naraku um, oh, that's got how him to was... let, let his guard down, because oh, he took was... the form of a beautiful Aha! woman. Interesting. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and was able to curse him when his defenses were low. Uh, so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but Naraku, yeah, my grandpa was a, a man of great spiritual power, but he did have one weakness. And he was, was like, <laughs> Yeah, he was well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> well, I won't be convinced on the matter of Moroku, who I think, I mean, sure, he has fun doing it, but is trying to have as many sons as possible throughout the land. Who can also, well, I guess he could have daughters, too. Yeah. Or they're only to battle the demon, but the hole in his hand will increase in size as he gets older and will probably eventually consume him. Unless he defeats Naraku. Yes, who, breaks the curse. Who is lying low, but who he assumes is also after the sacred jewel. Yes, because word on the street is, <laughs> 50 years ago, Naraku killed the priestess and almost got the jewel. What? Inilasha <laughs> says. And we know that awesome, amazing priestess. That's Kikyo. Now, one thing, though, Kikyo had the jewel when she went to meet Inuyasha. Yes. So, that can't be Naraku's whole plan, because he yeah. could have just taken the jewel at that point. Right. Okay, you're nodding knowingly. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm being savvy about this. Yes, no, he did. I mean, the jewel was back at the village when Inuyasha went there to steal it. Yes. Either way... Very fortuitous that they would add a new member to their party who had a similar quest to... Looking for the same guy. Mm. She got And I love this idea that there is a demon in the land whose influence is felt. Not to bring up Twin Peaks again, but there is a Twin Peaks But now they have a new member to their party. Well, he's a little hesitant. I think they start fighting before he agrees to join him. Because he's like, ah, I'm really kind of... On my own. I'm a loner, a rebel daddy. I think he does ask Kagome to bear his children. No, he does. This is after he's uh, committed to the party. <laughs> well, she took the jewel back and was wondering, how'd you get that back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, hee <laughs> So she's, she's light with the fingers as well. And uh, that's when he says, I uh, only ask that you bear me a son. Jeannie like, <laughs> Ashley doesn't like that either. No. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I thought you were just a companion. You're clearly in love with her. She's just a, a jewel tracker. Kagome's offended. They all argue. Shippo watches on adults. Yes. I just don't get it. Kagome does mention, you know, yeah, she need to be more gentle. Like, you know, <laughs> he goes, yes, gently, like this. Kagome's Catch her again. Fade <laughs> black. 
Uh, I'll ask you, and this is turning into a real uh, reverse harem. Is there a word for that? Or... There is, yeah. What's that? Reverse harem. Oh, really? <laughs> Did I nail it? Yes. When the the girl has many boy suitors. Yes. Like Fushiki Yugi. She's got a reverse harem. Or what's that one with... It's like a goat head rich guy. He's been cursed. She becomes his maid. But how many reverse harems are there? Um, and, and probably not as common as like a harem yeah. comedy. It's definitely usually the the boy with many, many girls all in love with him. But um, we do, we do know that boomerang lady is coming, so I, I don't think the reverse harem is going to. Ah, uh, it's going to be like friends. It's just a <laughs> free for all. <laughs> Sorry for comparing the show. Besides, Cook we like Samuyasha. Oh man, when we get enough characters, we're going to start making equivalences for all of them. Like Inuyasha, um, who would he be? Friends? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really hard, I'm just realizing. He's going to have to be Chandler. No way. Yeah, I mean, he's Chandler not. Chandler was the joke guy. But he's not Ross. He's not Ross. He'd be but like... Chandler's also a little clueless. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Friends is a good comparison. No, but Moroku would definitely be uh, uh, Joey. Joey. Yeah, <laughs> Joey Tremiani. <laughs> Shippo <Yes>. is Ross. <laughs> More interesting, though, who is Kagome? She's got a little bit of Phoebe in her. Uh, but probably... Phoebe's the... more free-spirited, I think, than... I don't know. Would she be like Rachel? I think she might be more of a Rachel. She likes her comforts. Yeah. And she's not high-strung like uh, Courtney Cox. Yeah. Monica. Monica, thank you. I don't know. It's an interesting question. Sango might be a Monica. It's a fascinating question. Listeners, if you want to make a poster of Friends, (laughs) but with characters from Inuyasha, (laughs) that'd be great. So the Tanuki man, Hachi, he's Gunther. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I guess the showroom is Tom Selleck. <laughs> you know what? Friends is an anime. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna make that bold stance right now. Don't frown at me, Lindsay. <laughs> defend. Uh, we're out of time. Actually. I can't defend right now. Join us next time, listeners, where we talk about. Yasha, some more.